thank you, uh, Sister Na and the ambassadors for this evening's praise and worship and song ministration. Hallelujah. We praise the name of the Lord for a time like this. And as part of the worship, our brother said, there is a captain of our destiny. There is a man in whom you and I can boast. There is a captain. There is only one man in whom we can boast. Help us, Lord, to know that there is only one man. There is a captain up there. And he is the captain of our destiny. We can never boast in anything. Absolutely nothing. You know, sometimes we try to look at what we say they are our accomplishments. <laughs> but we need to be careful. Thank God I don't have to write any CV to anywhere now. <laughs> because even when you are writing the CV, you think it is you. What we don't know is that it is the Lord who has made us who we are. And who continues to make us so it's, it's in him alone. There's a champion. There is no other champion. Of the hosts above, the captain of my destiny. The captain of your destiny. In him alone, you and I will make our boasts. That is why tonight's topic, walking in the spirit, we cannot praise God like this and continue to walk in the flesh. There is nothing desirable, nothing profitable to walk in the flesh. There is nothing, absolutely nothing. You know, it might look pleasant and attractive. Pleasant to the eyes. We see things, it looks nice. You know, I say sometimes when you look at those who drink beer, when the bottle is there and you see the chill on it, <laughs> you think it's nice. It's a deception and misleading. You can't get happiness through that bottle. But through the Spirit. In that moment, you may have your worries. You may think, let me take this and take that. But if only you can commune with God in the Spirit. And he will drop something into your spirit. Nothing is more enduring than what you can receive. He is the captain of our destiny. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you for tonight. We bless you for this opportunity to hear your word. As we are sharing on the topic. The works of those who walk in the spirit. We cannot make this proclamation just a vain proclamation. That there is a captain. That is in him alone who boasts and do otherwise. Help us, Lord, to know that we are so limited. So limited in everything. And unless we depend on you and know that we need to walk in you and allow your spirit to lead us, we group in darkness. And that is the dangerous path. Help us tonight, O oh Lord, to see what your word has for us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14, 
Romans chapter 8, verse 13 and 14 says, For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. I think these words are clear. If you live after the flesh, you shall die. If we live after our own emotions, our own appetites, our own desires, what we think is us, the self in me, the I, if we want to live after that, he says, you will die. But thank God, there is an exemption clause. If only we will hang on to that exemption. He says, but if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. Who doesn't want to live? The verse 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Again, like I said, we all proclaim we profess, we say we are children of God. How can we say we are children of God and will not walk in the Spirit and will not be led by the Spirit, but we say that this is me, this is what I want to do. That is contrary to who we claim we say we are. He says, but as many that are led by the Spirit of God. But if we claim, therefore, that we truly are children of God and sons of God, he's saying we must be led by the Spirit. You see, there are just two parts. Either we walk in the flesh or walk in the Spirit. And what we read in the verse 13 said, if you live or you walk after the flesh, it's a path to death, to destruction. You will perish. But if only we'll be mindful of who we are and see that we are children of God. The Spirit of God is in us. Then, brethren, let's allow the Spirit of God, to lead us in every endeavor. There is no small decision or major decision or minor. Every decision is a decision. Every step is a step. So if you live after the flesh and this is a small decision, let me go the flesh way. You get it all wrong. It's part of the process to death. Let's take to who we say we are. We say we are children of God. So let's, whatever comes out of us, prove that indeed we are children of God. So there's a choice we'll be making daily. Either we allow ourselves to be led by the flesh or by the spirit. And the final destinations, the scriptures have told us, they are clear. Then also in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 through to 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 through to 14. It says, but as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. As we sang that there is a captain of our destiny, he has prepared things for us. If only we will let him show us. That's why he said, but God have revealed them unto us by his spirit. If we truly want to show that 
evidence that there is a captain of our destiny. God says he has revealed unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, nothing will be left. Ye, the deep things of God. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of man? We don't know anything and we need to accept that fact. That we don't know anything about ourselves. Serve the spirit of man which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that God has freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost will teach. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The last verse, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually descent. So as we resolve that we want to be led by the Spirit, we even should begin to deal with the verse 14. There are things of the Spirit, but if you have not been truly renewed, truly be born of the Spirit, When even you are told, you will think, as the word said, it's foolishness. And you think, I mean, sometimes they will tell you, you mean you've been to school, you're educated, and this is what you believe. But it is in that that you'll find your profitability. It is in that. That which sounds foolish. Recently, we had a brief encounter. And the word which came was that. Stay at home for seven days. And just meditate on the word of God. I mean, which, which doctor will give you that prescription? But when you take that prescription from the Holy Ghost... Whatever reading has been recorded by that medical equipment, you see the hand of God. It looks foolishness. When your sugar level, the normal one is around 6 point something, and it's running around 1923, and God says, what you hear God says, stay at home for seven days. It is foolishness. But that is where God proves that he is God. And that is what makes it foolishness to many people. But if you reckon that this flesh will not take you anywhere, you allow yourself to be led by the Spirit. And that is where you see your progress. The testimonies will come and then you can lift up your hands and say that there is a captain of your destiny. When that doesn't happen, God doesn't receive his glory. God's glory doesn't come through flesh. But we are operating so much in the flesh. So God's glory is not evident. We don't see it. It doesn't mean God is not powerful. His power is still infinite. But we have decided to walk the flesh option. And as we continue to do that, people don't even know that we are people of God. 
better let the Spirit of God lead us. That is why the verse 14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. That is the foundation of the matter. If we don't go to our roots and say, that, Look, we have truly been born of the Spirit, and we are ready to receive things in the Spirit, the natural man can't take you anywhere. It's only the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And tonight, that is the privilege that you and I have. Let's endeavor to walk in the Spirit and nothing else. Hallelujah. There are things that we should know clearly that these eyes are limited. The ear, how far can you hear? The sense of taste, nothing. There is a limitation. But the Holy Spirit, like we said, will show you the deep things. Things yet to come. Maybe even hundred years to come. The Holy Spirit will reveal it. That's why we need to tap into it. And as we tap into it and learn that this flesh is not taking us anywhere, we'll begin to be mighty and do things and bring glory unto the Lord. Hallelujah. So look at some Old Testament people who truly allowed to be led by the Spirit. One example in the New Testament, and then we'll try and look out quickly some other things we need to do to be mindful of our work. In Second Kings chapter 6 verse 8 to 10, Elisha. Second Kings chapter 8, chapter Kings chapter 6, 8 to 10. It says, Then the king of Syria warned against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. Verse 10. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him and said himself there not once nor twice. Because it has been revealed to Elisha. The king of Syria had planned, his military intelligence has planned everything. The MI had told him. But Elisha heard and said, King, don't use this route. Don't go on this path. Thank God the king listened. He used a different path. And he got victory. Are we people who hear at all? God is speaking. In the same Second Kings, verse 13 to 17. Verse 13. And he said, chapter 6, please. Second Kings 6. And he said, Go and spy again to Elisha. The king said, This man, we need to finish him. So he sent somebody to go and finish him. But whilst Elisha was sitting in his own room, he told the elders that there is a king somewhere who has sent somebody to come and kill me. You understand? He heard. So, and he said, go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore, send thither horses and chariots and a great host. And they came by night and compassed about the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, and gone for, behold, a host 
Okay, we'll come later to that part. Here again, what happened was that Elisha was of his men. They hadn't seen. So the servants were afraid. He said, and, he said, and the servant said unto him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And you know, when you are in tune with the Holy Spirit, you are calm. The servants who hadn't seen anything said, what shall we do? But in the verse 16, and he answered, fear not. That is why we should be walking in the Spirit. You receive advanced information. He said, fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Verse 17. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes. May the Lord open our eyes, our spiritual, and see things. And push the flesh aside. The flesh saw what it saw. So they were afraid. But when you are in the spirit, as Elisha was, he said, Lord, open their eyes. Let them see what I am seeing. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and of fire about Elisha. As we walk, do we know even what is around us? Because we don't know, we always panic. But you are a child of God. You are not alone. There are chariots and other things run about us. And truly, if you and I know that, what we see will not frighten us. The things we see around shouldn't frighten us. Just walk in the Spirit and let the Lord give you a small window. And you see the army of hosts around us. So that was just the second part of what Elijah, Elisha saw. In the same Second Kings chapter 6, verse 30 to 33, men have been sent to go and murder him. And this man was in his house. He said, somebody, has, a king has sent for a murderer to come for me. He was not scared. And, he stood, and it came to pass. Let's go to verse 30. And the king heard the words of the woman. Let's go to 31 straight. We don't have much time. Verse 31. Then he said, go do so and more so to me. If the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, shall stand on him today. But it will stand because the man who walks in the spirit. Guys, these words are too small. Some of us are growing old. Let's give me the bigger verse. Verse 32. Is that the biggest one? Okay. But Elisha sat in his house. And the elders sat with him. And the king sent a man from before him. But before the messenger came to him, he said to the elders, See, ye how this son of a murderer have sent to take away my head. Look, when the messenger cometh, shut the door and hold him fast at the door. And is not the sound of his master's feet behind him. Verse 33. And while he yet talked. Have you seen it? He was sitting in his house. Whilst he was even talking. Behold, the messenger came down unto him. And said, behold, this evil is of the Lord. What should I wait for the Lord any longer? Sitting in his house. He knew what had happened and what they were going to do to him. He was the man who was operating in the spirit. So even whilst he sat in his house, he knew what has been planned. Sometimes you may be troubled. Just last week, I sat. I was troubled that something was happening to my bank account. I have not been to the bank. Truly, when I went to check, they have debited my account with an overdraft. I have never taken an overdraft. But as I sat in my office, I knew something was happening to my bank account. I haven't spoken to anybody in the bank. 
But God told me something is happening to your bank account. If this is not enough for me to continue to trust the Lord and walk in the Spirit, what else? What else? You see, that is why I always say sometimes we allow pettiness, grudges, and other things. Those things take away your link to God. you, You do a great disservice to your own life. If you always sit, you are quarreling, you are in bitterness, you hate somebody, you are fighting, so much confusion around you, you won't hear anything. Keep your lines of communication with the Lord open. Because me, I depend on the Spirit. Where would this information have come from? I have never signed a overdraft form before. But the Spirit said something is happening. Brethren, there's a lot that the Lord has for us. If only. So this man sat in his house. And whilst he was there, he knew a king has sent for him to be killed. And he said, even whilst you are speaking, they are coming. And behold, they came. God showed him. The same God is still alive. We said the same God yesterday. But we just say it by word of mouth. But God, he's still God. He hasn't changed. If he can show Elisha what will happen to him, he will also show it to you in the spirit, if only you are ready. Hallelujah. In Luke chapter 1 verse 15, even the children God gives to us, we have our own plans. We don't even know the plans of God. But it was told of John that he says, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. He shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost. Even from his mother's womb. Let's go to starting from verse 13. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. And thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. God will show you whether it's a boy or a girl. We are running after scanning machines. <laughs> but God will tell you, you have a son. So for a few days ago, I was just there. I sensed in my spirit that it's like I was sitting in my living room and there was a small boy walking around the living room. I was playing with him. I didn't know what was happening. But exactly around this time, Andy and his wife had a son. As I, I was perceived I was in the living room, there was a, a small boy walking around. few days, he's got a son. So, you see, we have become so much advanced that we don't want to hear anything from the Spirit of God. But he said, ye shall have a son. And that shall, he even asked his name. Sometimes we give names. We don't even know where they are coming from. You, let's keep this, go back to Isaiah 49, 1 to 3. You see, let's stop doing things on our own. Isaiah will come back to this. Let's go to Isaiah 49, verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 49, verse 1 to 3. Listen, O us, unto me, and hearken ye people. Far from fear. The Lord hath called me from my womb, from the bowels of my mother. And he has made mention of my name. Hasn't the Lord made mention of your name? Someone even add and add AK and add one name. Who gives them to you? God says he will give you a name. And he has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand have he hid me and made me polished shaft. In his own quiver he has hid me. Verse 3. 
And he said unto me, Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. The verse 1 said, Even from the womb, he has given you a name. But again, we are too advanced. How many times when our wives carry, we cry to the Lord, direct us the name. What this man, God said, before he came, God had decided what he was going to do. And when we know that that has been done, we don't have to struggle with God. But you see, sometimes we have all been there before. <laughs> I remember when we first, and within one week, I have gone to decide the school I was sending without God's direction. Thank God that we are getting knowledge. <laughs> and we are learning. But I was so much in the flesh, I have decided what to do. God has his own plans. Let's begin to know that there is a God above there who is the captain of the heavens above. And he is the captain of our destiny. He decides, look, we will decide all we want to do for the children. God will have his say and move on. We can do all what we want to do. When the time is due, God will have not only his say, he will move by the way he wants to move. Hallelujah. Let's be people who are led by the Spirit. Now quickly for people who are led by the Spirit, what are some of the things we should be doing? Quickly, you must have a prayerful life. Prayerful life. Is it because you must be ready to be hearing prayerful life but with fasting if need be. <laughs> I had a joke one day. There was a woman who said, Mommy, how can you fast? I must fast about 9 o'clock and I'm a break. <laughs> you breaking your fast at 9 a.m. Hey! <laughs> and this is Bonule. <laughs> <laughs> if you mean business and want to go deep, you break your fast at 9 a.m. <laughs> it's a laughing matter, but it's not a laughing matter. There are deep things. So in Daniel chapter 10, we may not be able to read all the but from verse 1. For three weeks, Daniel said, look, this matter is not a small matter. So even, no fancy food, we won't have time, we won't read all. No fancy food, no wines and those things, because there is a serious matter at stake. So the first point is that if we truly want to be led by the Spirit, and depending on the Spirit, let's be in tune with the Spirit. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. And again, that's the more connected to this, the fact that Let's make sure the heavens over us are always opened. Are always opened. So like I said from the beginning, no more grudging people when she went she, the heavens will be closed over you. If you want a straight channel, clear off all those things, let's walk in love, be prayerful, and you see your connection with God. Second point. Learn to write. And here let me quickly bring this. In Job chapter 33 verse 14 to 17. In Job chapter 33 verse 14 to 17. We'll come back. Job 33 14. It says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, Yet men perceive it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in stramblings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men, and he sealeth their instructions. Through dreams, through visions, God is speaking. But when you are up, you say the sleep is not enough. It is God calling you. 
that rise up. I have information for you. And the second point, like I said, when he gives you the information, you write. Many people wake up and say, I've forgotten the dream. And that is why for me, even the type of food you eat after five, six is a matter. You can't eat balls of kinky and go and sleep and still expect. If you want to walk with God, be serious. Unfortunately, evening like this, people have lined up by kinky. So what will you hear? <laughs> we don't hear anything. But you must hear and write. And after I've written, you watch over the dream. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15, verse 11. After God has spoken with him in the vision. You know, when God has even revealed, there are people who will temper with what God has given to you. But Elijah, uh, sorry, Abraham, stood by after his sacrifice. We cannot be reading all the verses. So he himself, when some vultures and falls came down, he drove them away. After God has speaking to us and given us directions, do we even watch over the sacrifices? Do we watch over what God has told us? We don't even take them serious. But and when he did that, and then when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abraham, and lo, and horror of great darkness fell upon him. And listen to the verse 13. And then Lord said to Abraham, another word came. Hallelujah. The fourth point, or the third point, I think I've mentioned that, be interested in keeping our channels to God open. Always have open heavens. The fourth point, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, in all on this matters, when we are depending on God to be led by the Spirit, the most critical agent or force here is the Holy Spirit. So, don't ever dare to grieve the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. Because he is going to lead us. He is going to guide us. He is going to instruct us. So if you grieve the Holy Spirit, there will be no direction. And also don't frustrate the grace of God. Hallelujah. Then, another point, if you want to be led by the Spirit, I think during the strategy conference, our senior pastor in his policy statement took us through the need for all of us to hear God. I don't know, most of us, after the conference, even delegates who have resolved to hear from God. Because what we are talking about tonight is for only those who are determined to hear from God and to let God speak. And that's why, and in that paper, I think conference agreed that we should learn to be alone with God. It is critical that we learn to be alone with God. That is the only time we can hear from the Almighty God. And here I'm not talking about just quiet time. Making quality time to spend with God periodically. And here again, I'm not talking about just a single event. It has to be part of our lives. Always spending time with God. The faith point. The spending time with God, we can look at the life of Jacob in Genesis chapter 28, verse 12 to 15. Genesis 28, 12 to 15. And he dreamed. I pray that we all should be dreaming. And he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth. And the top of it raised to the heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. Next verse. And behold, 
the Lord God stood above it and said, If I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land where thou liest, to thee I will give thee and thy seed. In the dream it was shown to him, verse 14, And thy seed shall be as dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Where did he get his revelation? As he slept in a dream, God gave those directions. He also had another experience in Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 29. Again, when he was going to meet his brother, he said, look, I need God's direction. He despised their wife and children to go ahead. So in the Genesis chapter 32, verse 24 to 29, and Jacob was left alone. Some of us don't see ourselves being left alone. But we need to consciously, intentionally make the effort that we should be left alone a lot of the times. Is it because in the crowd, in the crowd, even if it's your wife and children, there is so much interruptions. Whether even amongst friends, colleagues, so much interaction, so much interruptions, disruptions. But when we are left alone, when we are left alone, that communication, that linkage with God will be established. And for any man who wants to be serious to walk in the Spirit, learn to be left alone. So Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until breaking of the day. Verse 25. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go. For the day breaketh, and he said, I will not let thee go, except thee bless, thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob, verse 28. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but what Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God, with men, and hast prevailed. Brethren, if he was not left alone, this encounter wouldn't have happened. That is why if we truly want to be led and to receive directions, what God has for us, let's learn to be alone. No matter how it is. You see, we always say that we are busy. So we are busy doing things that God is not with us. So the results are not coming. But if we can make time and be with God, and He tells you, do one, two, three, you don't need those extra hours that you say you are busy about. Within the time that you have been left alone, and His Spirit leading you, the specific steps to take, He will unfold them to you. But now what are we doing? We are busy. And it's trial and error. Let me try this. When you are being led, there is no need for trial. The direction is given. The instructions are given. Everything is given. Let's learn to be with God alone if truly we want to walk in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Then we should be people of faith. And standing on his word. Is it because increasingly, as he reveals things to us, as he speaks to us, if we don't act on them, we won't see the results. So throughout Abraham's life, Genesis 12, 15, 17, he gave directions. And he believed God. And because he believed God, we saw the results. And whatever he says, like I've said, as you've written them, 
you watch over them and you see the results. There was one occasion I had a serious encounter. And as we were praying as a family, God dropped this scripture, Psalm 89, verse 20 to 24. A word just came. And as we stood on those words, it exactly happened. Psalm 89, verse 20 to 24. Psalm 89, 20 to 24. He said, I found David my servant with my holy oil and have anointed him with whom my hand shall be established my arm also strengthened him the enemy shall not exact upon him nor the son of wickedness afflict him and I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him verse 24 but my faithfulness and mercy shall be with him and in my name shall his horn be exalted. And as we stood on this scripture, all what God said happened. Again, sometimes we need to be flexible. Sometimes, see, God will just in the spirit just drop even a song. In fact, you know, there was this song, Behold, I'm the Lord. I didn't even know that it was a scripture. So one time in our difficult moment, just as we sat, we just started singing that song. Then my wife said, but it's a scripture. So we went to Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27. Only to realize that even in those moments, God will only drop a song. And it's enough to address yours. Jeremiah chapter 32 verse 27. I've been hearing this song, and honestly, I didn't even know it was a scripture. But I said, behold, I am the Lord. The God of all flesh, is there anything too hard for me? I mean, when you are down and God drops this in your spirit, what is flesh? God says, behold, I am the Lord. He says he's the God of all flesh. So what flesh should frighten you? Is there anything too hard for him? Nothing should be too hard for us. Only be led by the Spirit. It may be in a song. It may be in a word. It may be a word you will drop in your spirit. Maybe just one word. God is speaking. And that is why for those who want to be led by the Spirit, you must be flexible. You know, sometimes you can be so rigid. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. But if you purpose to work with God, be flexible in His hands. He may even decide to change your timetable. If I today understand my time, I have made my timetable from three to this, I'll do this. The whole monitor of God changed the timetable. Because He is in control. And we need sometimes even as you get to your study, what you have planned, He will change it. And we should make allowance for those things. Hallelujah. Another point is that for those who are led by the Spirit, they depend on the counsel of God. John 16 verse, 16 verse 13. Because He will show us all things. John, he says, How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Amen. Things to come. No flesh can show you this, but the spirit of truth will show you things to come. Before you step out, he will show you things to come. Hallelujah. And if you seriously want to be walking in the Spirit, be mindful of who you are and where you stand. So in Zechariah chapter 3 verse 7. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 7. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 7.
Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and thou shalt also keep my courts. Then listen to this last part. I will give you these places to walk among those that stand by me. Which means, as we walk in the Spirit, we stand in a certain place in the presence of God. And as if we desire to stand there, and He has given us the conditions, if we will walk in His ways, we will keep His charge. He will allow us to give us place where those angels and people are standing. He says He will give you a position there. And as He gives you that position, your link is straight. You will receive with Him, from Him with ease. Hallelujah. I remember when we were in school, those who were charged, and he said, look, but they are serving the food here. You said I should go and join the queue. That is why God is saying that if you truly have gone through those things, he will give you a place to stand near him. And how will he give you that place? Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 12. Where God is, says the basic law of where God sits or stands is holiness. So in Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 12, it says, This is the law of the house. If you want to stand in the law of the house where God is, and to receive from the Spirit, it says, This is the law of the house. Upon the top of the mountain, the whole limit thereof, round about shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the house. Standing in the presence of God, God in your midst, God, in where you are, you remember even when Moses was coming, he said, remove your standards. Where you are standing is a holy place. If we also want to be with God and to receive from him without any break in communication, let us know that holiness is the law of where God is. Hallelujah. Another point is that our lives ought to be consistent with what we profess to be. Matthew seven fifteen to 20. Where it says, By our fruits, He will know us, and then we will truly be known at the gates. Matthew seven fifteen to 20 says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. We shall know them by their fruits. It's simply that. Whether we are people, children of God, walking in the Spirit, our fruits will show. And last but not the least, brethren, we should know that we are not dealing with human beings. There are certain fights we pick that are needless. They are not necessary. Unless you are in the spirit and God is leading you. Certain fights that we fight, you are wasting your time. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 12. Ephesians 6, 10 to 12. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse 11 Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts, and wickedness in heavenly places. You don't fight wickedness in heavenly places with flesh. It has to be in the spirit. And this King James, it has, when you take the living Bible, which we don't have, he says, our fight is against people without bodies. How do you fight against people without bodies in flesh? And the contemporary English version rendition says, we are not fighting against humans. It's as simple as that. We are not fighting against human beings. Don't be angry with any brother or sister. 
you are wasting your time. Our fight is not against. So get the contemporary English version. It says, we are not fighting humans. We are fighting against forces and authorities against rulers of darkness and powers of spiritual world. And it is not because... So, these are the people we are fighting. I mean, the man or woman that you are fighting with, you are wasting your time with the flesh. And then you ask, why the fight? And it is not even because you've gone to pick up a fight with him. In fact, you don't need to go and pick up the fight. He had, they have decided to fight against you because you are an elect of God. So don't let even that be an issue. As for the fighting, they will come. But what we should know is that you should operate in the spirit. That's why it says, put on the whole armor of what? God. Which is truth, righteousness, faith, word, prayer. And through that, we shall prevail. People of God, our work is not for the flesh. We must be led by the Spirit. We are not dealing with ordinary matters. What our eyes are seeing are just a little bit of the whole issue. There are bigger issues ahead. Which God sees and you and I, we don't see. So Elijah sat in his house, but he could hear and see. May the Lord give us that unction and attribute as well. May he be speaking to us in our dreams and in our visions. And beware of what you eat before you go and sleep. <laughs> and let the Lord speak to us. There are some midnights. He will wake you up. Don't say he's disturbing your sleep. There's a call to duty. It is at that time that your portals to heaven have been opened. Rise up and cry to the Lord. We need to be mindful that God is waiting. We should be people of truly of the Spirit and to be led by the Spirit. But there are certain threats. Quickly, I'll run through them. We should know that abound us, all around us, the flesh abounds. A lot of people you see around, they are plating the flesh. If you are not careful, they will overshadow you and you want to be like them. But you will be ready to come out and don't be consumed by the company. Stand out. Secondly, the times in which we live are difficult, perilous times. Crooked and perverse generation. People will make you angry. But that doesn't mean you should respond in the same manner. Especially in our country. Things will not work. So you'll be angry. But don't get angry. Show that you have a certain fruit. And be careful we don't frustrate the grace of God. God has sent us his spirit. The Holy Spirit is available. As newborn creatures, we should be people full of the Spirit. And if truly we are filled with the Spirit, and we are conscious of the fact that we should not be led by the flesh, but because we are sons of God, we are led by the Spirit. That is what gives us identity. Then let's endeavor to walk in the Spirit. As we walk in the Spirit, God will begin to speak to us. And things which are been brought about because of the limitations of the flesh will go beyond them. And through that, our lives will be more profitable. And the glory of the, God, of the Almighty God shall come forth. And then evidently, we will know that yes, indeed, we are children of God. Be led by the Spirit. In conclusion, 
do less talking to people and talk more to God. Amen.